0: Siles so and Watkins, Sactown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Talking Niners, talking Kings, a lot to get into all week, really. It is a version of a rivalry week here at Sacktown Sports, starting with the Kings and Warriors tomorrow. And, you know, I, I didn't mean to and we can talk more about it tomorrow, but these last couple games against the Warriors you have Chris played it down a decent bit what are you talking about? no 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 uh-huh. there's been a lot of oh well just and we get it it's just one game and I'll never forget one of we did our we did one of our warm-up shows mm. where I was still auditioning mm-hmm. and it was the preseason game with the with the Fox right uh-huh. and we're not counting that but they've lost their last three games. Four, if you count that preseason, and uh, no one is. Was it Steph made that? That was the last second shot,
1: right? Yes, right. During the preseason, yes, yeah, during the I'd preseason, I'd already blocked that out because it didn't matter, <laughs> like I said at the time. And it De'Aaron didn't Fox matter.
0: says, "I was hoping that he made it so we can get out of there." Yep. So you know, you played that one down. I did. You played down the first game too, mm. and we were all happy with their effort from. The game in chase with mm-hmm. no De'Aaron Fox. Where are you at with this game tomorrow night and how much it matters? If Let's say the Kings lose again, mm-hmm. right? Are you still in the camp of, I think you said, hey, I was making dinner, watching the game, mm-hmm. and I just continued to make dinner and watch the game. That's what happened. At this point in time, mm-hmm. will this be the one, mm-hmm. if they don't get it done, it's going to hurt a little bit? Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is the one. This okay. is definitely the one. This is definitely the one where uh yeah, for for all the lack of emotion I put into those previous ones, I'll put excess emotion yeah. into this one. I'm not trying to put you in a bad spot. No, either. I mean, I'm I just I really do believe that this is uh I'm a big, you know, narrative yeah. going into the game kind of guy and I I just really think that there's a lot of really big narratives heading into this game that I kind of believe matter. I think the fact that it's the in-season tournament it does matter a little bit. I think there it does give a little bit juice. Of course, the fact that it's the Warriors and the Kings haven't beaten the Warriors in the last three times they've played them mm-hmm. in meaningful games um, that they haven't won. I think that that's incredibly meaningful. And I think if they start 0-3 against the Warriors, that means they lose the season series already to Golden State. I think, you know, does that mean that the Kings can't beat the Warriors in a seven-game series? No, it doesn't. But I just think that that's not a the way that you would want to follow up that seven game series. I feel like the Kings were a better team than the Warriors in the last year's playoffs. I felt like going into this year, the Kings were the better team over the Warriors, and it would be really disappointing to at the end of this season say, at the bare minimum, the Kings lost three games to the Warriors. Like yeah. that's that's not ideal, and that's not mentally a, a good thing to try and get over. That should be a team that you should feel good. You should feel comfortable. I'm not saying you have to feel confident, but you should feel comfortable going into those matchups. And if the Warriors have the mental advantage of just feeling like, or the Kings feeling like they, they can't get over that hump, that's obviously not good. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of outside factors that are going to play into this game that, are pretty much all narrative based. Like I, I do I don't know how much is actually going to play out on the floor, but I do think heading into the game, there's a lot of narratives that can be either proven or silenced a little by the King's performance.
0: Yeah. And if you're just now tuning in, update Keegan Murray a full go. Full go in practice. At practice today. So the Kings could be fully loaded. So no excuses. No excuses. You know, the narrative thing you bring up I think is huge because all games are not created equal. Mm -mm. All 82 are not created equal in season tournament or not. Right. It's hard for people. And, and, you know, people have this idea because they don't watch a lot of Kings basketball. They, you know, they only get to watch some of the nationally televised games. And I'll tell you this much for all the NBA voters and writers and everybody that has a say in this. It's hard for me to believe if Steph Curry continues to play like this, even if De'Aaron Fox is playing better, it's hard for me to believe that people just based on optics—that's yep. what life is all about. TNT game tomorrow. TNT game tomorrow. It's hard for me to believe that writers will vote yep. De'Aaron Fox over a guy like Steph Curry if if the numbers are similar, mm-hmm. right? Let's say let's say in favor of De'Aaron, but Steph has the head to head. As silly as that sounds. Yep. It I matters. No, I agree. It I definitely matters. agree, especially from the
1: national perspective.
0: Yeah, I do not know how much every NBA writer watches
1: every single game. I don't know. They don't. I just don't know. They just – I mean, I can tell you that it's – at least from, like, the Kings' perspective, there's no way that any national writer who's not Sam Amick or, yeah. or Anthony Slater watches mm-hmm. more than 41 – like, there's no way they watch more than half the games. For yeah. sure. And they – they're maybe watching half of the national TV games at mm-hmm. that. So, and this is definitely going to be one of them. Right. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean, you have the in-season tournament-ness of the importance. You have the, the Kings Warriors. You have the fact that it's national TV on TNT. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this game. And a lot of people, especially nationally, are going to be writing about the Kings for the next month or month and a half based on the performance of today. Like, if Sabonis has a stinker against the Warriors tomorrow, oh man, I it's even, going to be he can't figure. I don't care no. if Sabonis has had 13 good games this season. He had two bad ones against the Warriors, and this just shows, again, I will never respect this man. No, no matter what he does, he can average a 30-point triple-double, and it won't matter to me. So that that's, frankly, I mean, like you said, no games are created equal. That's why this game, this these Warrior matchups – they're not created the same for the Kings because there's so much that goes into it from their side from these matchups that it's it's why it's so big for them to win because if they want to get respect, everybody outside of Sacramento says, okay, that's fine, but we still think that the Warriors are better than you. We still think the Lakers are better than you. The Kings have to beat these teams on the national stage like they did to the Lakers the other week. Mm-hmm in order for people to stop bringing those things up. And that's it's it's stupid. Uh, if you watch the Kings every game, you probably don't think that's fair or even right, but that's just how it is. Is is the, they only watch national TV games and and games that they feel like matter.
0: It, it's stupid, but in a way it's not yeah. because you can't blame them. Cuz I mean, these yeah. games generate money, yeah. right? And it, it's as weird as it sounds, an MVP, it's hey, you performed on days that generated us more money. It's all a business. Yes. Because as somebody like you who follows the Minnesota Vikings, you had Mr. 10 a.m. merchant himself, (laughs) Kirk Cousins, who couldn't do a daggone thing in primetime games. He finally got the win against the Niners. Absolutely. right. So there's that whole situation going on. So it does matter. You cannot put up part of it, whether it's, we don't know. It's very interesting because it's just a year uh, for lack of a better term, mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Because in the NFL, you always just give it to a quarterback when in reality, this could be the year that you don't. Yep. The Heisman, people are saying Marvin Harrison Jr. because yeah. the... All the quarterback. No one wants to
1: give it to Bo Nix. Really, no is what? It, it because he's a grown man. He's thirty-seven years old. Nobody wants to give it to Bo
0: Nix. He needs to hang out with Harrison Barnes and get his account right. Make sure he wears a suit because he's got a mortgage to pay for. And you have, you know, and then you had Jordan Travis with FSU. Yeah. He his leg completely messed up, so he's done. So it's a really weird year. And yeah. these these days matter. These games matter more. And as much as people, as much as I, I. I don't agree with it. I also do because it's all a part of generating int- it's almost yeah. like a your congratulations in part with your staff for help, you know, playing well on a game that mattered oh, yeah. a lot to the league. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. you know, what the what the the Kirk Cousins got gotcha. you? Yeah. He's yeah. a 10am merchant. Yeah, he <laughs> he really was. You know? I mean, I just it's So it's you don't incredible. want the Kings oh, to be yeah, you don't want bad. the Kings to be league pass merchants.
1: No, exactly. And I yeah, I mean, you bringing that up makes me think. like how much could DeAaron benefit from having a 40 plus point game against the when it comes to the DeAaron Fox MVP case? Yes. If DeAaron scores 40 plus against the Warriors and the Kings win and they clinch the in-season tournament and it's solely because DeAaron Fox I guarantee next week we will be reading oh, yeah. NBA.com MVP ladder. De'Aaron goes from not even in the top 10 mm-hmm. to maybe number six or number yes. five. That, that's the that's really the kind of importance that I feel like tomorrow's game has. And also, the Kings play a back-to-back. It's not going to be on national TV, but they play the Clippers on Wednesday as well. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be, you know, no. that's that's not just going to be a game that goes by the wayside even though the Clippers aren't performing well. Like that's going to be on NBA TV, so the Kings are going to be on national TV back-to-back games. Like it's a real opportunity for them to make make a real statement against two divisional opponents as well.
0: This is one of the toughest stretches that the Kings are going to have. So that the, the East Coast is tough for different reasons, different reasons right? right?
1: Travel plays into it.
0: So, they're 4 and 2 right now. They're 4 and 2 on this road trip. Now you have this homestand, and I'm just going to count. No disrespect to the Nets, but I'm That's just fine. only going to count the next three. <laughs> shout out, Bridges. But yeah. but I'm only going to count the next three games. I'm put, I don't want to put you on the spot right now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to milk this so mm-hmm. we can get to the break here. But just get your thoughts ready <laughs> okay. on what you think the Kings are going to do yeah, for sure. these next three games. Because just for everybody listening, you got a back-to-back, the Warriors tomorrow night. The Clippers Wednesday. Then Friday, that bad man comes to town, the Denver Nuggets. And the Denver Nuggets have just found ways to win. Michael Porter Jr. starting to figure some things out. Jokic is Jokic. You have a lot of people say Sabonis is a a bootleg Jokic. Yep. What, what does he do there? So that's a tough three-game stretch and really a tough nine-game stretch for them. Right. And not to disrespect the Nets, they're not going to roll over either. No. So this is a tough 10-game stretch for the Kings. So I want... You so we already did the prediction for the road trip. Yep, I won, but we really yep. we both. You said five and one to be different. I did. Okay, <laughs> we, to the six and ers out there, appreciate you. It was looking good for it a was. second. It really was. Simone, did what did you have? You were was, four and two. No, three and three. Some, come on yeah I know I'm sorry first I'm Aisha sorry. <laughs> now 3-3 three and three. All definitely right. a bad Monday for some <laughs> no, of Okay, no so Case of the Mondays is making a return alright gotta get to a break when we get back your thoughts for the next three games for the Kings what are your expectations Styles and Watkins Sacktown Sports Styles and Watkins Sacktown Sports taking you up to 2pm 145 we'll have the crossover with Draper and Henry Turner That'll be a fun one as we break down our expectations for the Kings, the next three games. Now we want to get them in as well. If you want to be a part of the conversation, 916-339-1140 expectations for the next three games for your Sacramento Kings. You have the Warriors tomorrow night, the Clippers on Wednesday Back to back. And then you have the Nuggets. You actually have the Nuggets on Saturday, not Friday. So you don't play the Nuggets until Saturday. Get some rest. And we'll just stop there. They actually have a couple. It gets a little easier after that just for those listening. You get the Nets. Then after that, you get the Nets, the Clippers again. Then the Thunder, who are nothing to sneeze at. Then you get the Jazz and the Wizards. So a little bit of a break there. And then things get tough for you again. End of December, the Celtics come to town. And then after that, the Phoenix Suns come to town. Hmm. That's the 20th and the 22nd. Then after that, back to back, actually, with the Suns and the Timberwolves. So you don't get any breathing wow. room there. Tough way to end yeah. in here, yeah. Until the day after Christmas, where you face off against the Blazers. And then you get the Hawks and then the Grizzlies, who would Job be
1: back by. Then? He should be back, yeah. 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 So
0: there's just, we know that's how the Western Conference is. The good thing is, you get a couple. <laughs> Eastern Conference games mixed in there, but not going to be easy. But let's just stick to the three right here immediately, which is coming down the road, because we're not going to do the Nets because I know everybody's going to say,
1: "Of course, that yeah, that's a win. win, that's a win."
0: Yeah, yeah. So next three games, Warriors come to Golden One, mm-hmm. then the Clippers back to back, and then you get the Nuggets on Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm. I kind of want to say three, 0 you know? I really do. I really think that the Nuggets aren't like stylistically, I don't think they're that big of a challenge for the Kings. I think the, the Clippers are a team that struggled all year long. They do have the star power, but they're so disjointed and don't have an identity. Mm-hmm. I feel like a, King, a Kings team that knows their identity should right. be able to at home handle a team like the Clippers. Um, the Warrior game is, is, to me, honestly, I do think that that's the biggest challenge that they face in this homestand. You could argue the Nuggets for obvious reasons, but I just think – the fact that the, you know everything we've laid out, the Warriors clearly have their number. The Warriors uh, are not afraid of the Kings at all. There is extra stakes on the line with this being the in-season tournament game, and the Kings have to win in order to officially clinch their spot. Like, There's a lot of pressure on that game, and that's the one that if I had to pick, it feels like I could see the Kings losing that one and maybe – Sweeping the rest of the homestand, but I, I mm. I'm gonna say three and zero. I I do feel like that's I'm trying to, I, you know, that's definitely a homer pick for sure. I can't even say I'm trying not to be a homer. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a homer pick, but I'm gonna say three and zero because I do think that the Kings are definitely capable of being that level of team. Huh, 3-0. you want you wanted me to say something different? No, no, one, no, one no. and
0: two. Uh, no, I like no. optimistic Watkins. Yeah, I, thank you. I like Appreciate optimistic it. Watkins.
1: Simone. Yeah. Did you learn from your mistakes? Simone, one and two. I think three and three was honestly the right one. Simone, oh and three. By the way.
0: I got a bad feeling. I got a bad feeling about the Clippers, actually. That back-to-back is where it's kind of itching me. So I'm going to go two and three, please. I'm going to be really optimistic about this. Everyone's going to give it all they got tomorrow night. So two and one. Oh, sorry. Yes, two and and one. one. Okay. Math is hard. Math is hard. Two and one. We got three and oh from Chris. Two and one. Yep. From Simone with the L coming on the back-to-back to the Clippers. Yes, surprisingly. That's another great You kind of took...
1: That's, what, they, that's yeah. what happened
0: in New Orleans. You kind of took my, my swag Take. there, Simone. But the question is, and I'm seeing it on the YouTube chat as well, about Jamal Murray, would he be yeah. back against the Nuggets?
1: I believe... Uh, uh, I mean, I, there's obviously no official word yet, but when he got hurt at the beginning of November... It was a month. They said for yeah. the remainder of the month. So it'll probably be one of those where... You know, if he's feeling up to it, obviously he'll, he'll play. But it, you know, also at this point, I would say probably not because I'd imagine he's gonna have to get some reconditioning. They take in. things slow with yeah, him for sure, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a guy who's had a checkered injury history as well. So if I had to guess, they probably won't have Jamal Murray for that game as well. So
0: yeah, he could return this week, is what shams is saying could yes from his right hamstring injury depending on how he feels which is all pretty straight Generic, up yeah. so i guess we won't know but for this for the sake of this drill i won't include him yeah because of course yeah if he plays that week. definitely changes yeah, if, 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 he, if he plays and again he's still getting ramped up too so mm-hmm. I, i'm not really including jamal in my thought process the kings and niners who have been pulling a lot of parallels because i think that this game means much more i think that both the niners or sorry both the eagles and the warriors are playing with house money yes. i think that this game means way more to the kings than it does to the warriors yep. and i think the warriors know that yep and i think the eagles know that this game means way more to the niners yep. than it does to them mm-hmm. now how you perform from that side can be really different because if you are, hey, these guys can come. They're going to bring the heat. Their fans are going to be crazy, and we're just here chilling. We just got to make sure. And if I'm the Warriors, this is my thought process. Keep it – I wouldn't even say 10. Keep it within 15 going into the fourth, Mm -hmm. and we like our chances. Yep now is that real pressure on
1: put the pressure on yes. the kings make them win that game right. don't just you know have it be by default absolutely mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and that's what people say in the playoffs anyway that the kings are going to have to win this game before the fourth quarter mm-hmm. which i don't know if they can to be completely honest with you with everything going on i hope that they can but i don't know i just think where they're at mentally when it comes to the warriors and i think the kings know
1: that mm-hmm. and i think
0: the warriors know that yep. they do not want this game to get close
1: no no absolutely they not they don't no because i mean we can all see how that movie's going to play out now yeah. the kings might still end up winning the game but right. to the point you just don't want it to even be a game that's what yeah. you're getting at is you don't you, by the third quarter you want the warriors to be all but dusted and when they do make their cute little run in the fourth quarter it still shouldn't matter is, yeah. is where it's at because, you know, you don't want a team that, again, it kind of brings up the playoff conversation where you're going against this team that has the most experience maybe of any team in the NBA and you're the Kings who almost have the the least bit of experience of anybody in the NBA. And when you put that into a pressure cooker mm. and a, an important clinching situation a lot of times we've seen the movie play out where the team that's up by 15 and has all of the pressure in the world on them starts to feel that pressure, and yep. then the team that's playing with house money just kind of easily slips into a catastrophic meltdown. And it's more so about the Kings losing than the Warriors
0: winning. And if we and if you're the Warriors, I mean, even if we lose to y'all, we already beat y'all twice anyway. Exactly. Right. And that's and we'll what the Eagles see, are going to we'll say you see too. You, yeah. Like, we we'll, we'll just see you in a couple months. Yep. Right. So to me. I hate to caveat it like this, but I think that if the Kings beat the Warriors, they go 3-0. and I think that if they lose to the Warriors, I would be really yeah. worried about... That game against the Clippers because you don't have a lot of time. And
1: yeah. That's also a lot of mental. Like exactly, you go from an emotional high of like he- entering in that Tuesday game, mm-hmm. and then if you don't get the result, you then have to pick yourself back up for that Wednesday game. That's with right. A Clipper so, team that's also looking to pick up some wins. I
0: think you beat the Warriors. You go three and zero. You lose to the Warriors and don't. Is there hate a chance me, for? I think you are going three. I I don't think you are going zero three because you have a break. Mm. Okay. And uh, the Nuggets. But then did, it's, you got a break Nuggets, and
1: you are playing the Nuggets.
0: They just don't make sense to me, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm li- the roster. Like, they, they the should King not be should, winning like this. The
1: depth of the Kings should put them over the top. That's like, what of I'm course, thinking. of course, Jokic is more than capable of doing like 35, 12, and fifteen or something. But Reggie Jackson, we were talking about Reggie Jackson earlier. This he shouldn't put on. up enough to make that a problem. You know, Michael Porter Jr. shouldn't yeah. put enough to make that game into a problem. That game should be Jokic can kill us, but Aaron Gordon's not. And you know. Whatever, KCP's not going to kill us tonight either. Right.
0: I can see the Nuggets are going to be stopping off in Phoenix the night before, too. Really?
1: Yes. Well, that's so great. So they're going
0: to have their hands full that's Friday great. night in Phoenix and then to us and a big roadie. So
1: There you go. Great work, so, Simone. Fantastic. So the yeah. Kings have Wednesday to Saturday off, but the Nuggets are flying in on a back-to-back from Phoenix Friday to Saturday.
0: Right. So I would say the Kings beat the Warriors. They go 3-0. and they lose to the Warriors. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to say they go one and two. I just think it's a lot in in two days. It's a it's a big turnaround. Yeah, I just think that's how much the Warriors game matters. To be honest, yeah,
1: I think you could even argue zero and three. I mean, if they if they lose to the Warriors again, right. I think it's going to be really tough to just pick yourself back up the next night and say. You know, there's the no, NBA. I'm saying, they beat
0: the De- I'm saying the Kings beat Denver. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, they beat <laughs> Interesting. Denver. Yeah. Okay. I think that I think wow. that the issue would be the back to back. Okay. And then they pick themselves up. They have a couple days to gotcha. clear their head and Denver coming off tired. Sure. So I think they beat Denver either way. Nice. But I think that if I think that beating the Clippers is based on now the only argument to go two and one would be you kind of blew it out with the Warriors right. and you just don't have the horses, which is why Simone took my answer, so you know, good for you, Simone. So that that two and one is definitely in play. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of being, for the sake of giving us three different scenarios, I would say yeah. that if you lose to the Warriors, that's a quick turnaround, and mm-hmm. you know the the
1: Clippers are going to be—they got star power. That's what I hear about yeah. the Clippers is they allegedly have. You keep a, hearing they it. They have a lot of stars, so well, it's never, never going to be easy.
2: Hollywood. <laughs>
1: yeah, the Clippers. The,
0: the Clippers are very confusing. It'll be
1: really me. interesting. I actually secretly can't kind of wait for Wednesday. I want to see that team in person. Mm-hmm. I just want to see, like, how they operate. Not necessarily, you know, on the floor, of course, but, like, going into timeouts and, you know, do they yell at each other? Is there, like, divisions? on yeah. the, Like, is Russell Westbrook sitting at the end of the bench while Kawhi and mm-hmm. Harden sit next to each other at the front of the bench? Like, those kind of things. I cannot wait for Wednesday for those reasons. Just they, messy, just, it's just messy. right.
0: It's just the gift that keeps on giving with them. It's so good. It really is. And so. I, I
1: don't, I don't know how you could, could, you could possibly think that putting James Harden and Russell Westbrook on a team with Kawhi and Paul George is going to be something that makes
0: well, sense. Well, now Russell is back to I don't, I don't play that much, yep. and you can't blame Russell Westbrook. And another one, you talk about these interesting careers we have. We were talking about somebody during the Kawhi. break, and Kawhi. Just a team of really interesting careers, all mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. All of them, really. All of them just have weird really interesting of injury. And Paul, yeah. George, Paul George, Paul George, George biggest too. injury of them all, right? Paul George, weird career. Kawhi, weird career. <laughs> Westbrook, weird career. James Harden. It's like the it's like the land of misfit you know, toys, misfit toys yeah. out there. And Andy's room. Yeah, exactly. We, and they think, if you think James Harden's Buzz like Likier, then you got a problem. I'll tell you that much. The Toy Story 7, I don't want to watch that. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we're talking more Kings. We're talking more Niners. And Tom Brady has something to say. And Alex Smith, Clap 49er, back. great. Claps back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.
2: Styles and Watkins, Sacktown
0: Sports. One more segment with you before we chat with the Drive Guys featuring Henry Turner as Whitey is still gallivanting around
1: Asia. Was it Japan? Japan? I think he's in Japan. Japan. I believe so. He posted a picture the other day. He's been posted. On on Twitter. I can't remember what he said, but I was like, this guy. Enjoy yourself. Enjoying his best life. Yes, yes. Live your best
0: life. Can't wait to have you back there, Whitey. As you know, I'm seeing some things on the YouTube chat, Chris, and the question is, Paul George as a Hall of Famer. So I, in the segment prior, we talked about the Clippers with four Hall of Famers on their team. I don't know if everybody knows this, and I get it, but everybody makes it into the NBA Hall of Fame. (laughs) It is not the NFL Hall of Fame. It is not... Even major league, I'm not trying to get into about Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, but NBA's Hall of Fame is much easier to get into. I think Paul George would definitely be in the conversation. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think he's first ballot or anything like that, but... Go look up the NBA Hall of Fame and there will be names of players that are not good as Paul George. I'll put it to you like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if I'm looking at the, uh, M- the basketball reference has it for for all their sports, but uh, I'm looking. they have like a Hall of Fame um, probability mm-hmm. percentage thing and. Of course, guys like LeBron and, you know, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul.
0: 99.
1: 100. No, yeah, they're 100. Right, right. They're they are in the Hall of Fame. There's guys like James Harden, who's 99%. Russell Westbrook's 99.3.
0: Okay, if they're 90, let me guess then. Yes, so, so where you do have you think Paul George? George?
1: Yeah, so I found Paul George and, in, in, yeah, I'll, I'll fill okay, in Okay, the if rest. they're
0: 99.
1: If they are 99%.
0: I want to guess, too. Go ahead, Simone. You
1: want me to start it?
0: No, I'll go. Okay. If they're 99, I'm telling you, everybody insurance. makes it. He's got to be
1: 70%. I cannot go under okay. 70. Yeah. Simone?
0: I'd like 89.
1: You guys are both wrong. It's 94%. Ooh. That's
0: what I'm saying. What?
1: And this, this is I according tried to, get to basketball You're trying to talk me out of it. <laughs> Hi, I'm YouTube just going to put people who are like in the – here are people who are in the <laughs> same – we'll just do the same 10 – as Paul George. Sure. Damian Lillard's 70. Giannis is 71 in terms of like this is not, right not percentage. Yeah. This is number like 70th all time. So Dame is at 96%. Giannis is at 96%. Jerry Lucas, uh, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, and then it's Paul George. And so guys who they have by their metric, I don't know how they calculate it. I don't know yeah. if it's all stars, all MBAs, mm, MVP I'm top five. But they have Paul George above guys like Tony Parker, Kyrie Irving, Pal Gasol, Lonzo Mourning. They have him currently at this exact moment in time. Like if this guy, right now. whatever, left the universe, went yeah. back onto his alien ship, yeah. they have Nikola Jokic at 90% making the Hall of Fame. So they have Paul George by their numbers as a bigger lock to make the Hall of Fame, but that's just because Nikola Jokic, if he retires right now, here, right yes, now. it's all based on yes, right if now. If he just stopped playing right here, he's also, mind you, not even the most wild Hall of Fame case on the team. As Kawhi Leonard has a seventy-eight percent Hall of Fame chance, according to Basketball Reference. Wow! So there you go. I mean, two-time champ, his own teammate. Like, I, I think. Wow. Let me just read off Paul George's accolades: eight-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, four-time All All-NBA Defense, twenty-twenty-three Most Improved Player, All-Rookie. He was a steals champ in eighteen-nineteen, and he's played how many seasons now? He's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's played over ten seasons, though, so twelve seasons or so. So wow, yeah, uh, fourteen. He's played fourteen seasons. So wow. you know, there's. You There's said 94? 94% Hall of Fame probability, according to basketball reference, which is 78th all-time.
0: Who is at – give me a name. This has got to get hilarious. Time. Do they have, like, 70 – because I said 70%. Yeah, so Who's at 70% right now?
1: At 70% on the dot – GP2? <laughs> this is actually hilarious, and it's probably going to make this list a little bit less um, reputable. But at 70% on the dot is Clay Thompson.
0: Dang. That's a rough one. Who go. is behind
1: guys like Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, Draymond Green. And I think that's more factoring in stats and not so much emotions. Like we view right. Clay as, you know, we know Game Clay Clay. Ha- we also have to know that Clay sacrificed stats when KD was there in order wow. for him to. You know be elevated so you know some of that is definitely this is just a calculation so definitely numbers are heavily involved and not so much emotion but yeah clay thompson is somebody who they have at 70 percent along with guys like amari stoudemire jimmy butler kevin love dennis rodman sean marion dennis rodman 70 percent. dennis rodman at 75 percent wow yeah so that's something else yeah. i mean I don't necessarily agree with it, but I definitely do agree with the fact that I think Paul George is, is a hall of famer. Like you're talking about a guy who's outside of KD and LeBron, probably the best forward of, of what we've had in this, you know, mm-hmm. from the 2010s, I guess on, like I, I would say Paul George has consistently been a top five small forward in the league. And, you know, it kind of depends on what you, what position you want to put Giannis at. But right. I, I think Paul George has kind of been, uh, you know, he's definitely been underrated for his career, but he's also just been somebody who's always on the next best team. Like, he mm-hmm. had those years with the, the pacers, pacers where, you know, they were a real legitimate threat to the Heat, but they weren't the Heat. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they they were only able to present a big enough challenge as they were capable of doing. Um, and then in, even in that OKC season with Russell Westbrook, finished top five in MVP. And uh, not a lot of people wanted to talk about it because that was, um, I think that was Russ's... Triple double season, but Paul George was fantastic that year as well. So I I believe Paul George is a Hall of Famer. I don't know if I would have him over guys like Clay and Kawhi and things like that, but I still do believe Paul George is a Hall of Famer. Wow. Yeah. Well, they'll all get in. That's what I'm saying, everybody.
0: We we said it. Yeah. We said it. I said four Hall of Famers and YouTube chat tried to
1: come down our road. And I mean, I'm telling you, man. He's more of a Hall of Famer than Kyrie Irving is, in my opinion. No, I don't uh, – know. you know, that's just a I'd random name I throw that, out there. i probably agree probably with that, but that's probably like where the same tier I would have it yeah. in. Yeah. And I would put him above that, and then it's – you know, if you want to say, oh, he didn't have a ring, well, you know, I don't know. There's tons of guys from this. You know, James Harden is the well, Yeah, a then we Hamer, start playing around
0: with, well, put Paul Russell George Westmore on the Cavs and, stuff, and yeah. he'd have a ring. All you know stuff. what I mean? So, yeah. that that's what gets sticky. Wow, that that is, that is really interesting. It's interesting for yeah. sure. All right. So yeah,
1: I'm going to say I'm going to say you can you can say four Hall of Famers on the clip.
0: You yes, it is safe to say four Hall of Famers. Yeah, 916. Thank you. Uh yes, Dennis Rodman is already in the Hall of Famers. Yes. yes we we we're know just that. talking about the percentage points. We know that. Or the percentage that he was going to get in. Yes. I guess what how does it even work? Over 50%, you're in. I, it.
1: I, I yeah, it have yeah. be th- under 50, right? Let me see where the lowest uh percentage number is here that actually I mean ugh. Coordinate. I mean these I don't even know if these are necessarily percentages but they're they're just they have some pretty low percentage Is percentage Harrison Barnes guidance. on there anywhere? Harrison Barnes is not. No, funded. we can find Harrison. But I see like, you know, is on here at, you know, 11% but okay. Chris Webber made it at 12%, you know. Um yeah, I don't know. This is also the, I would again like to emphasize that this heavily factors in numbers and not emotions and you know mm-hmm. being in the moment and understanding Chris weber took a team to the Western Conference Finals as the best player on that team and things like that like they have Kemba Walker having a similar Hall of Fame percentage. Just
0: so. just to because it is Warriors week just to kind of rile up Kings fans. What is Draymond Green at?
1: Uh Draymond Green was above uh he was above clay Thompson. So Draymond is according to Basketball Reference 99th all time 76% Hall of Fame probability.
0: Wow. So when the Hall of Famers come to town tomorrow night, <laughs> the big three, Kings fans, yep. the Beam regime, will you be ready? Will you be ready? Wow, that is that is great.
1: It's something for sure. I mean, it's definitely part of the the you know that's what makes basketball so great though as well is that you can have those conversations about mm-hmm. Hall of Famers and and have it be so nuanced and and have it be. Uh you know I don't necessarily think that people are wrong wrong I don't think people are wrong <laughs> for saying those things I think bas- that's what makes basketball so great is that you can yeah. really have an individual argument yeah. or you can have a what this guy meant legacy wise what he meant to his team like not any other sport is really built like that mm-hmm. like uh, in just about every other sport It's numbers, 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 and that's kind of the end-all, be-all.
0: Yeah. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, crossover with the Drive Guys, Henry Turner, in for Whitey Gleason, Styles & Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles & Watkins, Sacktown Sports, here with the one and only Kyle Draper. Mr. Draper, how? How you doing?
3: Make sure Simone gets my mic up. Simone, all right. There we go. You know what it is? It's Eagles hate right here. They know I'm an Eagles fan, so they're like, oh, we're going to keep his mic down. Silence. This is the the
0: big one. This is the big one this week, Niners-Eagles, right? How are you feeling? I mean, Hassan Reddick had some things to say, of course. And, you know, very similar. I mean, Chris, we're pulling kind of comparisons with the Niners-Eagles to Kings-Warriors and that Mm. the Kings want this, I think, more than the Warriors. And I think the Niners want
3: this more than the Eagles. 100%. Yeah. It's a big game, yes. But even if the Eagles lose, they're still in the driver's seat, Mm -hmm. you know? That's why I thought yesterday's win over Buffalo was so massive. It was so massive. Yeah. And so the Niners, we heard it just now in the promo for it. Mm -hmm. They've had this game circled ever since last year and since they lost. For the Eagles, when you beat Kansas City, mm-hmm. when you beat Buffalo, it's like, all right, bring on San Fran. Mm-hmm. You know, we're ready for you too. Right. And so it's a big game, but you know what? It's just another one they got to check off. Really. Right.
1: And you it, know,
0: I mean, really, the gauntlet is crazy because I think the one thing I'll say is that if the Niners get this, the rest of their schedule is not cupcakey, but it ain't. Who what? talking
3: about the uh, Niners? The or, Niners. Yeah, yeah. After
0: yeah. this, they have the Seahawks again. They got
3: one against Baltimore. They got against the Baltimore. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then if you're the Eagles, you still got the Cowboys. You still got, Dallas. You still got the rest of this gauntlet. So I, it's going to be a huge one, man. It's it's going to be a huge one. And you got your Eagles ready. The fight song is ready to go,
3: <laughs> man. It's you know when I saw the schedule, I thought, all right, this four game stretch with KC, Buffalo, Niners, mm-hmm. and Dallas. Yeah. Two and two would be good mm-hmm. if you're filling up, mm-hmm. dude. They might go three and one, four and oh. Right, like that. They, right. They're playing with house money yeah. almost to an extent now, and so I, I'm fired up. You know who Gilly is, right? Mm-hmm. You know Gilly. Yeah, Did you see yeah. his video after <laughs> they beat the Chiefs? <laughs> no. Oh my God, dude! I played it for the kids. Go look it up. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah, the best. It yeah. is a true Eagles fan, and that's how we all feel right now yeah, about our yeah. squad. Really? So, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fired up.
0: Well, dude. to take it back to the kings here in sacramento in the big game that's coming up tomorrow night i mean you know you had draymond talking about okay the game 7 atmosphere <laughs> what what how can we even explain what it's going to be like and are you worried at all about the kings maybe pressing
3: early because
0: of the atmosphere
3: i'm not worried about that i want them pressing early I don't want them to come out all cool calm and collected Mm -hmm. we saw what happened the other night in Minnesota Mm -hmm. they weren't necessarily pressing but they were clicking on all cylinders that's what I need to see tomorrow night and we could argue that this is the biggest regular season game for the Kings in a couple of decades maybe like you know since the Lakers and Kings rivalry and so this is one of those we're going to talk about it coming up next with high flyer Henry Turner but this is almost a must win. Mm-hmm. This isn't a must feel good kind of game. Right. Like if you play them tough and lose, you right. know what? You still come out feeling good. No, yeah.
1: you need to get a win tomorrow against these guys. Yeah. yeah. And that's something we talked about in the first yeah. crosstalk this morning with Carmichael Dave. He was asking us like, it feels a little crazy to say must win because it is a regular season game. And, you know, at the end of the day, they can still maybe make the the knockout round if they don't right. win. But for all intents and purposes, it is must win for all of the emotions heading into the game for what it means mentally and for them to not also, again, lose the season series against the Warriors already. There's so many reasons why it's just, like Alan said up top, like this means so much for the Kings that you just hope that they can rise to the occasion and meet it because that's something last year that was a problem when it came to clinching the playoff spot and it brought up a question of, you know do the kings have a problem in these clutch moments they lost to san antonio last yeah. year in in golden one center they lose to minnesota last year to clinch it in golden one yeah. center can they rise to the occasion for this really really big game i think is a really interesting thing to look out for tomorrow
3: and it's it's a a, a little brother big brother kind of totally thing is. too right and you know the warriors are the big brothers and if you can't give over get over the hump like, eventually, yeah. the little brother got to rise up and say, enough. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to beat you. Yep. And if they don't do it tomorrow, there's no excuses. Our <laughs> boy Keegan Murray, he's back at practice. Right. I'm hoping he plays tomorrow. I mean, why are you giving me that look, High Flyer? <laughs> he's jumping in. He walking in like Debo
1: like that. What you got? What you got?
2: It's a must-win, High Flyer. Yeah, yeah, okay, all and, right. and, and and in the full scheme of things, why big perm on me like this? Oh <laughs> <I don't> no, <know. laughs> he just walked oh, in. Why and big like... perm on me like this. <laughs> he started already. But, you know, um, you guys are absolutely right, man. I mean, it's it's, it's a must-win for the Kings, and I do see it as the passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. I do see it as passing the torch. I mean, I mean, you think about it. Okay, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, keep it a hundred. They on their last dance. Mm-hmm. Mm. And now you got this new Jack team, Sacramento Kings, with Damana Sabonis and the new Jack up and coming point guard, De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get where the, 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 the big brothers are, right? Mm-hmm. But Steph, Clay, and Draymond are still saying, okay, yeah, you guys are that team, but we still here. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be a rumble in the jungle. And, it, and it's been that way mm-hmm. ever since game seven. Yeah. It started all the way in game seven when. They had to give the Kings their respect. Now I'm not saying they look at Sacramento, Sacramento Kings saying, "Oh, well, they're championship bound," but they do know, mm-hmm. yo, we took y'all to seven. Yeah, yeah. They got to show up too. They, yeah, they the, have the Warriors to. The Warriors got to show up. You know, High Flyer. One thing that we've
0: been talking about, and when I was out in the Bay before the Warriors moved, Roracle, and how, how crazy as Oracle was, mm-hmm. how loud as it was. I would sit there and we would have conversation. I thought, you know, sometimes the team wants to get that place rocking so bad that when they start rolling, here comes a a stupid heat check or something like that. So to bring it back to Golden 1 Center and talking to Draper about maybe pressing a little bit, when it's rocking in Golden 1, I guess, is it good to have a guy like De'Aaron Fox that's kind of that calm cool collected player because when Golden to one gets rocking and you're trying to just put the avalanche on that team, then all of a sudden you, maybe you get a shot that you shouldn't take, or you get Kevin Herter taking something early in the shot clock. How can you speak to, it's never a bad thing to have that home crowd, but sometimes you press because you want to, you want them to react.
2: Well, you know, let me, let me put it to you like this, just so you get a little pedigree. When you said Royal, Oracle, first of all, I'm first team all East side Oakland, baby. I'm sitting there. And fall till I die. So I know what you're talking about, yeah. about, the, about the Coliseum. The real deal. But, you know, this thing that we have here with the, back in the day, a.k.a. Arco Thunder, mm-hmm. that moved over mm-hmm. to G1 mm-hmm. because that's where it started. Yep. Right. I think it's such, it's, it's, it's such a thing to where the guys feed off of it. You know, because – Every player that comes here, and even even in the bad times, they get this team behind them. They know that this city loves this team. Now, as far as when you get up and you get it fired up, I think that motivates each and every last one of our players. And it starts with De'Aaron Fox because he's the longest tenured king. And believe me, De'Aaron went through some some lean years early Man. on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you it's 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 a whole different feeling. When you come from Kentucky and all you used to is winning, your AAU team just won. You went to Kentucky, you spent one year, y'all won, dominated. Then all of a sudden you get drafted by the Sacramento Kings and y'all win 18 games. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> right, right, Wait a minute, this, this this ain't right. Yeah, But then you see this city still supports you. They don't get down on you. They don't dog you. They don't say throw you away. So I'm talking about specifically De'Aaron Fox because he had to roll through all of that mm-hmm. and deal with and understood. You know, we we, we kind of stink, but this city is still with us. Yeah. Yeah. And now the good times is here. And when that place gets to rocking, man, I really think they appreciate that and they won't play and they won't play no other way for for the city. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, if anything, they said last year they relied so much on the fans that it was almost to their detriment defensively. They were like, we we almost didn't bring it defensively because we we believe that the crowd would would feed off would we would get energy from the crowd. And, you know, I think that they've done a they've been in enough games also in Golden One Center to where I feel like they understand what they're walking into. After that right. game one and two last right. year of the playoff series, I don't know if right. anything will ever feel like too big of a moment or too crazy of an atmosphere so I agree I, I think the Kings of anything they've learned how to kind of get to the other side of using the home court advantage to their advantage they're five and one at home this year last year I think they were only a couple games above 500 at home so yeah. it seems like they finally utilized the crowd into their advantage
2: have you guys heard what Mike Brown has been preaching to these guys from day one besides the defense Mm-hmm. The next thing Mike Brown has been preaching is we did something special on the road last year. They were able to win. They were able to win convincingly. Mm-hmm. He said, now this is a guy who invented the mountaintop. Yep. Mike Brown knows exactly what it takes to win because mm-hmm. he's been there so many times. He's telling his team this year, if you guys are not dominant on G1, we're not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Because in order for you in order for you to get to where they need to be, you have to be dominant in your building. I mean, yeah, you look at like the
1: Warriors last year, that they pretty much rode off of being great oh, like, last year. What? Yeah. They won or they only lost five games at home last year, and that's right. pretty much the only reason right. they were able to be in the playoffs. Like it's huge to protect home court and especially come playoff time, like home court advantage matters less and less. If you can keep home court advantage to meaning something, at least here in Sacramento. That's massive. That can help you get through a couple rounds of the playoffs, man. Right, right. And when you talk about De'Aaron Fox
0: and the fact that we believe that he is an MVP candidate, right? So, right. obviously, if we're just calling the spade a spade and being in the media, we got to be honest with ourselves to say that it is about stats and it is about numbers. But it's also about narratives and storylines. So, can we sit here and say, would you agree with me, Draper, and, 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 and Chris as well, That it means something for De'Aaron Fox to ball out in a game like tomorrow night. Maybe more than it does, oh, well, he put up these crazy numbers on NBA League Pass.
3: Right, for sure. And and, and I take it back to the playoffs. He was the best player through those first three games in the playoffs Mm -hmm. on either side. Mm -hmm. He outplayed Steph Curry before he got the finger injury. Now tomorrow's game's on TNT. Mm -hmm. National television. You're going against Steph Curry. The thing that upsets me the most, and you guys might have saw this, NBA.com had their uh, MVP ladder, mm-hmm. and it was the usual suspects, mm-hmm. the Lucas, the, the Embiids, the Jokic. Those were their top three. And I'm like, are we not witnessing what's happening here in Sacramento and what De'Aaron Fox is doing? Yeah. And so I think it takes a game like that tomorrow on national TV against an opponent like Golden State to get it done. Think about it. Friday's game, he outdueled Anthony Edwards. Mm. Anthony Edwards, one of the game's greatest players, best players right He's on that MVP ladder. He's on that MVP ladder. That was on ESPN also. Then tomorrow, that's TNT. So every game on national TV, and I'm not talking NBA TV. That's different. That's Mm -hmm. different. I'm talking about when you got the top announcers, the top spot in the league on TV, and your guy gets it done. It's just going to be hard, though. Let's keep it real, guys. Yeah. It's, unless the Kings are a top two seed, something like that, it's going to be hard for De'Aaron Fox to get the love he deserves.
0: Yeah, but that's...
3: But that, that's this somewhere. is what you got to do. Right. You right. You this is the path somewhere. that you have to do, yes. Yes, it definitely is. You still starts. giving me that look? <laughs> Dog, we got two and a half <laughs> yeah, hours I together. Like, <laughs> I ain't going to be doing that. I, I, I,
2: hey, okay. You're, I don't let you my kids what? give me that look. I ain't going to let hey. you <laughs> give me that look. Hey, I'm just hey, saying. check this out. I'm going to talk to you two good brothers right here. I got... I got 4 hours to beat up beat up her.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, make sure that you listen into the drive guys with Kyle Draper and Henry Turner the High Flyer. Thank you for listening to Styles and Watkins. We'll talk to you tomorrow.